Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Hello, Inside the Firm listeners. I'm your co-host, Al Gore. I'm here with the main host, Lance Ligety Psycho. Switch to main host uh, this this episode. If because you're good, because I'll take it back. Because it's 150. It's the 150th episode of Inside the Firm. Look at that. Wasn't Technically even 101, but we're silly and we're crazy because we do episode zero. I don't and, know why uh, we did that. That's what we do. We're weird. That's very true. Uh, speaking of being weird, if you want a computer, don't be weird. Don't be weird. Don't <laughs> buy uh, some other brand besides Dell. And they are doing their semi-annual sale from March 5th to March 25th. And that's Dell calling Lance right now. I bet it is. Uh, and so it's a technology engineered. Their technology is engineered for small business, right? So inside the firm, listeners can save 50% off this sale that runs from March 5th to the 25th. If you go to dell.com forward slash inside the firm, you will receive your coupons shop there. If you find some sort of deal anywhere on Dell, if you go to dell.com forward slash inside the firm, you probably get like 8% more on top of that off. Absolutely. So do that. You're going to crush it by yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Tax season is coming up. You're going to need to write off. You're not, not write off, but you're going to have to uh, spend some of that money before Uncle Sam eats it and spend, mm-hmm. blows it on stupid stuff. Yeah. So you might as well get yourself a new computer. There you go. <laughs> you got it. Uh, you know what I do? What I was looking for earlier this week, Al? A shower insert family. I was trying to find for, you for Revit. I for was real. trying to find, hey, I need to make a wall niche. Question. Where did you go to find this? Arcat.com. Oh, snap. Arcat.com had everything I needed. It was a perfect, the perfect family. Inserted it into the project, loaded up an elevation, sent it off to the client. They approved it. We're good to go. Yeah. We're good to go. So, so so if you're looking for anything, you take yourself, you go to arcat.com, A-R-C-A-T.com, and start building better content today. Cool. So you have an article here. Yep. I'm yep. going to read it. Okay. So, Do it. So this article, yeah, this is Lance Reads. <clears throat> so the article, this is published a couple weeks ago, actually, but... We just kept finding a content, uh, and we finally got around to this. And uh, this this project reminds me of Al, Al and Lance because they are the tiny house brothers. Yes. So <laughs> that's what people call us all the time. <laughs> and hey. and we actually just got we finally got um, we finally got access to our HGTV episode because we we're gonna go up to our alma mater and win this award, and they're gonna use some of the footage. So it reminded me of this pro- this uh, article as well. The article is titled "Property Brothers." They're on HGTV. Are the voice of architecture. Why and did they say the face? What's that? Why did they say the face? Why aren't they the face of architecture? Yeah. Maybe I'll listen to this article. Maybe I'll listen to this article by by our good friend Duo Dix, Dickinson. Uh, check him out. If you go to... Um, if you look up Duo Dickinson, Saved by Design, he, he's awesome. He has a really great bo- a blog, uh, duodickinson.com. Writes good stuff. The Property Brothers are on all media all the time. Not their cable show, but their advertising presence as shills for any number of national products on every platform there is. They must have authority. They do what they do where it matters. They look, sound, and present well. Correct BMI, cute smiles, nice voices. They're just, see, that's what I'm saying. They're describing us, Al. Okay. Composed. 
<laughs> I like Impose them. tight delivery. And I'm only joking about that because we did dress up for our episode and it was silly. Now looking back. That was it. also another Lance idea. Technically <laughs> my wife. Technically my wonderful wife. Sure. The information they mouth as defined and written by their producers is apt soundbitey and clipped for TV. And as and this is not the article. As someone who's been on television, I can tell you. It is manufactured, obviously. The yeah. drama is manufactured. Should yep. you do it, though? Yes, you should go. You should, if you have the opportunity, you should go because it's free advertisement, essentially. They are TV, but they are designed, they are designed to. This week, so this was a couple weeks ago, architects went nuts debating the evil attempt to control federal architecture. One critic thought it was a waste of time. The actual outrage may have been the better story than the subject matter, creating, as one architect endorsed, endorsed quote, a dress code. Dress code. But tiny groups of stakeholders tweeted at each other in self-focused freakout that no one else saw or cared about. They were too busy watching the Property Brothers to find what you should value. What is, quote, hot right now? What is important? Based on a few years of flipping homes and a decade of looking good on camera. We believe them. They use safe, soft, quick, approbation. That what is available available is what needed. No thinking necessary. No creativity is so no risk. Invention cannot have a soundbite because inventions are simply attempts, not results, in the most risky thing we have, our homes. There is an infinite downside to wrong choices in everyone's lives. Everyone lives somewhere. So the vast majority of everyone whistles past those crazy architects, saying things we do not understand, using words that seem to promise breaking the bank. We prefer things that are safe. We believe the Property Brothers. The ideas that are discounted into being commodities. Wisdom that has fully boiled down to those sound bites. We put our money where our safety is. We buy the stuff the property sell. Property brothers sell. Nothing wrong with, quote, making America beautiful again, end quote. But whose beauty? Whether by the AIA, architectural record, or the screaming architects. That is a tiny corner of how people see beauty. The rest of us can see every day. The Property Brothers selling beauty to us all. But beauty is not a commodity. So those screaming architects, like me, and the Property Brothers, cannot commodify what touches us into being a soundbite. Humans know what has meaning. No matter how many ads are there in the background of our overloaded perceptions, the essential truth that some things are moving, rewarding, even thrilling, cannot be style-defined, no matter how safe that would be. Unlike everyone else who has written, in this latest outrage, I help make things every day. They are there. I know some hate them or just do not care, probably most. But some find something in the buildings we make, we help make something because something is there. Because all the humans who are involved in those things, not the ones on TV or the blog sites, just you and me. That may not be enough to define the changing universe of anything as artificial intelligence renders the Property Brothers quaint artisanal buffoons but our humanity is in each of us and actually defines us humans need to know that they are the deep fiber of aesthetics not those who want to control or make money off of them have faith wow what do you think layers a lot of layers <laughs> and the layers i had is uh he talked about the the, the quaint or i forgot the terms that he used the infighting you know, about President Trump proclamation <laughs> that essentially federal buildings have to look... Neoclassical. Classical. Exactly. But he said it was just a, a, a tiny little thing that most people glossed over. 
Is it bad that I almost think the Property Brothers and this fight between Duo and the Property Brothers slash the Property Brothers don't know that this exists is quaint and doesn't matter? Yes. <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> Like, I don't care what the Property Brothers, I don't care. I don't care. And I don't think that they represent architecture. And this isn't me trying to defend architects. It's me actually saying, what are they actually, who are their listeners? Their listeners are people who buy builder slash developer homes because most homes are builder or uh, developer made. So you're getting mad that they're representing, they're not even representing you, right? They're representing that. And then you could get mad that, oh, homes are built by builders and developers, not by architects, which is a fact. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do about it? Because they're beating you. They're beating you. They're beating you. And there's a reason they're beating you. Right. And people think the reason is because people don't care about aesthetics or the soul or anything like that. No, the reason is because there's forces at play. There's factors, there's scales, there's money. It's, it's the same reason why cars don't fly. There's a reason cars don't fly. And even if they could, it'd probably be a bad idea because then you have the weight of an engine and airplanes when you're riding down the road or you have tires while you're in the air. So it goes deeper than, than, than what I already think he has layers to of, and that goes back to what I always try to hit on is this, this self responsibility. So honestly, like I, I don't care about the property brothers. I think that they are a show <laughs> that some I people think like. you're wasting valuable time valuable billable time or valuable time that you could be putting towards making your own design reality. So everybody should, everybody should build their, everybody should build once if they're an architect, everybody should try to develop once if they're an architect. And then I think you, you would understand the full circle because you wear all three hats. And then I I think it completely changes and transforms your thinking. Yeah. Uh, And I just think you're wasting your time. So sorry for wasting your time on this article, but maybe we had to waste your time. To, uh, to to let you know that we think, and I think it's right, that it's a waste of time to worry about, like, who gives a crap what the Property Brothers say. Right. But then, <clears throat> then if you do this little exercise, you might become a developer. You might. And then you there's developers. Um, what's the development down south in Longmont here? Prospect. Prospect. Uh, look up Prospect Longmont. You'll see it has all sorts World of... World famous. Cr- yep. Crazy architects. I'm sure people will find problems with it, but... Um, it has a lot of interesting architecture. It's quaint and nice. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what I think about it. All right. (laughs) Good, 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 good. We had a lot of fan mail this week. Yes. We had, I think four emails and, um, I think I, I think I even had like a private message or two or something like that, but a lot of people were contacting us. Keep up contacting us. Let me read this one to you and you'll answer the question, Lance, right? This is from, uh, Mark O'Grady. He says, Hey guys, um, we are a small home design firm located in Northern Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C. I've been following your podcast and love all the information. Um, you guys are the greatest. I add that, that last part. Uh, I'm very intrigued by your decision to become builders as well. We have also been thrown uh, throwing around the idea of managing our own projects through construction. As I have a background in residential construction growing up in a family uh, construction company in Michigan. How did you get into the construction side of your project? Did you have to become licensed builders? Would love any insight and guidance you could give us. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Mark. Wow, thanks, Mark. 
I'm so glad that you are a listener, obviously, and that uh, you love the information. We hope it. We hope it helps you. That's. I mean. We, we cover our costs at this point before, you know, for the first maybe 100 episodes, maybe something like that. We like, we're just doing it out of love of our heart, just so you know. We still are. Uh, so the question is, how do you, how did you get into the construction side of your projects? Well, the first three builds that we did, which I just love, were, they were anarchy builds because they were tiny houses. And we, we paid for it. That's how we got into it. And we paid for it. And we designed it. And then we built and it. And we designed it. So we did, Alex and I just like to, like to we just, we, <laughs> we're most happy when we do what we want. And then there's a least res- there's a least restriction, right? So like there's no gum in the system, like Alex likes to say, whatever that gum is. So yeah, that first tiny house we did, nobody, nobody, there was no client that was going to come to us. We just kind of got to that point and understood it that there's no client that's ever going to pay for this. So we might as well bite the bullet and pay for it. And then every, the stars sort of aligned because then Alex was at the this builder show in Denver and HGTV was there. And they said, hey, we're looking for tiny houses to build. And so it all kind of lined up and was serendipitous in that way. Then when we went to go build our development, yes, we had to become licensed builders. And so um, I used all of my construction background working in the field since I was 13, now 37. And I took the test when I was 34. Um, I was just telling my kids this too because they were, Kyler had a terrible uh, review and I was telling, I was trying to explain to both the kids that like, you aren't done taking tests until you're like forty, right? So just stop, not, just don't. You can't resist. You have to learn how to just like go through it. Anyway, make make the best of the test that you have to take. Oh, you got to, you have to, and understand that you're gonna you're gonna be like a better professional or person because you know have no more things because of the test. But yeah, so we had to become licensed builders, and we had to actually get a Class B license. And I'm really glad that we had to get a Class B license, which is basically the lowest level of commercial. It's one step above residential, right? So we can do small buildings. We could do like a school that's three stories or less, put it that way. Um, so I took the test. I would wake up every single morning and uh, like four or five. And then, and then I would open up the IBC and read it. And I read the whole thing. And as I read it, I, I bought a fresh version of it. And I would tab everything because it's an open book test. So that and so it ended up paying dividends even for the for everybody at the firm because now we have this beautifully tabbed IBC code book and so if people want to quickly find things that, that we're always looking for you know like codes that we're going to use over and over again right mm-hmm. so took the test crushed it I I think I got a ninety five percent or four hundred yeah don't be down on yourself maybe four hundred percent four hundred percent wow yeah. wow. <laughs> like, wow. But yeah, I took the test. It was actually it was actually really easy if you just read the IBC. Mm-hmm. And then it actually prompted Al. To, he was like, I'm going to read the IBC. Yeah. And then he did. Um, nope. I got like a quarter of a way there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's a good book though. I, don't, I, don't give, don't, don't be down on yourself. You just say you read it. Just don't lie to yourself. But yeah, so then, uh, so read, took the test. And then the last thing is you have to, you usually have to prove that you have worked on or had a significant part in construction projects that relate to the license. So for class B, I had to show that I'd, I'd worked on as a contractor, subcontractor even, or even just a carpenter doing various trades uh, and had to prove to them and then give references of the of the contractors. So we had some, some, some of the CA, some of your CA work that you do, if you have a good relationship with a contractor, take note of that and use and see if you can use them as a reference. That, that's super helpful. And then obviously, if you if you did do any kind of construction work, 
before you became an architect or, you know, on your way to architect. And I could see how that could be hard, right? Yeah. To get that kind of experience. Here's one idea. It, let's say you design houses like, like this fellow, like Mark. Um, and you, you should know contractors because they're building it for <coughs> you. What if you asked to take on the super role, being the super for the project, but also got paid for it so you weren't lo- losing time? Um, and hopefully you'd know what to order <laughs> because you designed the thing and, you know, get taught some things. But there's maybe one avenue. You know, you could be a super for one of your projects. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you got you to be able to have somebody speak on, right on your behalf. You know, another contractor would say, that, oh, yeah, they, they worked in this project from, from footing to last nail on the roof type of thing. Yep. Next questions. We got two more questions. Yep. He emailed. Do you build your own projects outside your immediate area slash date? Do you have construction employees or do you just project manage? We have a th- rule of 30 minutes or less or we, we won't build. Yeah. And because Al has two kids, I have four. And uh, we also just like to have a life. And and we, we already work a lot. We already work a lot. We're up every day from and from five to like last night was five to six. So, you know, long, long hours. So I just got to minimize you know, as much as I can while still keeping sanity. And then the other thing I think that, that it just, it's just easier on everybody. Um, the other thing that you didn't ask, but I'm going to kind of answer anyway, is like, well, what about like what, what clients would we take on then? So they got to meet for us. It's got to be a 30 minute radius or less. This actually came from Jonathan Segal, the famous architect out in San Diego. That was his idea was, I think his is actually 20 minutes or less or something like that. Yeah. But close. So you I could, always thought it was 15. It might even be 15, yeah. Because so you can go down when there's problems. And there will be problems. Especially like sometimes you get these <laughs> during our first design, build, develop. Man, some days, some mornings it was like subcontractors yelling at each other. And then we had to be like peacemaker type of thing. Um, so stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the now our goal is we're just going to pick the clients we want to build for. Like... We're not too picky about architecture clients. There's obviously some red flags that we've talked about in previous episodes where we won't we won't take that client. For instance, like if you receive a four-page email right off the bat, I think it's a no-no. You know, especially maybe if it's an attorney, just being completely honest. And then uh, if they mark up your your proposals like crazy and redline them like an attorney, no, no. But and, and a lot of times, sometimes that's not an attorney that's marking it up. Like we've gotten. Yeah. proposals back that have been redlined and we go, Oh, are they attorney? No, they're not. And the reason why that level of detail or those markups or that going back to what you're saying, the detail in the beginning is such a red flag is because they won't be open to anything. Yep. And they're way of the highway. Yep. And they haven't built or designed hundreds of houses. So sometimes we have good suggestions and we just know like, it's just going to be a hassle hassle to get through. Yeah. So, um, yes. Next email. Yep. Next email. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. Do you oh. have construction employees? We, now we have basically three. Yeah. I mean, we have, but the way we set them up is I want them to, there's three. One is a full-time employee who does sort of hybrid work for us. He's sort of half in the office, half out. He's a, he's an F9 employee. And then the other, the other guys that we hired now are I would say one is in a lower level carpenter at this point, and one is sort of our gopher. There's no other. It's a perfect way of putting it. And but for but for both of those, I I wanted them like I the idea is they set up their own LLCs. I think that's a critical little detail. I think it empowers people because it shows them like okay, here's how you run your own little business and everything like that. And then they send you you know they sent so they send us a bill 
um, that sort of thing. So we do have basically three people at this point, and that was sort of the launch in the construction arm. And then, yeah, my job is to project manage, and I am just running around all day managing people, just questions. This morning I was uh, I met on the job site and met with the well with the well people. We're going to drill a new well on this new project and uh, showed them where we're going to put all the water lines and everything. We all agreed and moving the cistern around and stuff like that. It's actually fun. I like that kind of work. Yep. Okay. Ready? Yep. Next one. Next email. Y'all's temple template <laughs> has made my life so much easier and I still have to do AutoCAD as a subcontractor sometimes. Focus on your masterpiece, not the doodle. And by the way, good choice on the design build of single family homes from now on. Good profit, less stress, for only happy clients. Hard to argue with that, right? Uh, us architects have been caught up with the changing, uh, changing the world for the better and reducing our effing carbon footprint and all that shit and new urban <laughs> density. All fresh stuff. I love this email. Uh, yeah, we all got toddlers too and we didn't create your system or your rules. And if we uh, can make good money by making our clients happy, without dealing with all the urban bureaucracy and extra stress, then we should do it. Just think of how much more time you can spend with your wife and your kids if you aren't effing around with zoning or interpretations. We've got one life to live. You guys work hard. Thanks for helping me be a more powerful architect when I was working, when I'm working so I can stop and focus on my time as a stay-at-home dad and the, uh, the other half of the week. Awesome. So, so if you want to be like, if you want to be like this gentleman, you need to go to Revit Rocket Ship. Yeah. RevitRocketShip.com. That's where you'll learn uh, how to work with Revit. You'll get our template um, that we develop at our firm that we updated to help reduce your stress and make you more productive. And then, and then also too, um, there's something to say, you know, he, he called kind of all that other stuff bullshit. And, and I would agree to a, a strong sense too. But if you have that healthy balance, I think then then you can find the time to focus maybe on, on your core issues or competencies or, or what you really want to want to focus on. Um, it's interesting. This reminds me, and I don't know where I'm going with this, but I read a article from it was either Time or you know some big publication where these people were alarmists for um, climate change, mm-hmm. and they were trying to get everyone to change. And they were trying to make a big deal out of it. And they basically said, we came to the conclusion um, that we're just going to relax. Uh, just do what comes for, you know, they said that we're not going to solve this and everything's going to end. Um, and they're just going to move to France. <laughs> so that's what they did. <laughs> so, so, so that's what, no, they are going to, they haven't, they haven't oh. yet. Um, well, it would make sense if they do, because I mean, if they want to feel better about themselves because France relies on their 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 power is uh, renewable. Sixty percent is over uh, over that is sixty um, percent of that is uh, from nuclear power. Yes, so good for them. Yep. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that if you are into, and I'm not doing a judgment on this, the quote unquote bullshit. Um, on both sides, I think you should focus on doing your job well, working, uh, w- having a great family life. And then add on top what you can do for the planet, for your society, for your community. All of that is good. I am trying to say all of that is good. You're working towards the good. Um, but the the temperature of the debate is a little too hot. It is a little too hot. 
I think you can just do what you can only do, and that's it. I mean, for me, we live in a very efficient house. Uh, our electricity bill is very low because we have solar panels on there. We have all LEDs. It's a solar passive house. Uh, we grow a ton of our own food. And uh, so, you know, I don't know. There's no sense getting all crazy about it. Right. Don't get crazy. Do what you can. Right. Do what you can. All right. Plant police. We had, uh, so this is a, this is, the, I think, just a little piece of advice for anybody who is thinking about doing their own development. And let's say it is anything over a single family house. So if, if you are looking at that, then be aware of that you're going to have to go through planning and zoning and you're going to have to probably hire a landscape architect. Let's even and say you're even doing a duplex. Don't think that planning and zoning isn't going to come out to your site and verify that you planted the correct plants. So I'm jokingly saying they are the plant police, but we did have our planning and zoning department come out. They actually plotted us and they said, this is a great development. It, it looks fantastic. But then they found a few things that we have to replace. And we have to do that in order to get a full CO on the last unit. And we're, we already tackled most of the problems and then signed a contract to have a couple trees replaced. Mm -hmm. So know that just, just be aware of like that probably will happen. And what you really ought to do is no matter let's say you can't find the right plants, uh, tree species. And that's literally what happened to us. It was late in the season when we were going to plant them because it was close to winter. And they like, the nurseries only have so much at the end in, the, in our climate anyway, maybe it's different in Florida. I don't know, but we had to substitute some trees. They came out and verified and they go, ah, those trees weren't the exact trees. They need to be bigger and this other stuff. So do it, do whatever you can to make sure that you can get those exact plants. And if you can't, then maybe, if you have enough time and you're not scrambling as much as we were, submit drawings or like a substitution back and maybe if you see if you can get that approved ahead of time. Right. I right. Don't know. If, if you definitely can't, but just know that they're going to come out and you might have to. Yeah. I'll tell you who's not a cop though. Ooh, you don't know that for sure. You don't have know that. Have we verified that? Have we done a background check on this guy? Nope. We should do it. We should do a background check on Nick. So here is our best friend, Nick with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. Look at me versus being in the background. While brand is more important than style, I want to make clear that design matters. Design has the power to transform space, products, and services into an exceptional and memorable experience. When you singularly concentrate on look at me projects, you'll be challenged to remain viable in the marketplace. In the world of architecture and design, the limiting factor for most firms is the desire to have every single project or product publicly acknowledged. I do recognize that everyone enjoys the feeling of having highly visible projects and products. If a signature project is what the client wants and needs, then you deliver it. However, less celebrated background projects are equally important. While you should always bring your best to any project, background projects can be the opportunities for innovation and more subtle integration of style and design elements. Arts Principles, Arthur Gensler. L, 
Would you rather eat a cheeseburger or a burrito? Toodles. I know great, the answer. I know the answer. To that. Great question. Um, secret answer: C. Taco salad. Wow. Taco salad is what I want. Or put a cheeseburger in a burrito. There you go. <laughs> You got it. I like the secret, the secret, or not the the behind the the behind the scenes projects, right? The backdoor or whatever you call them projects. Yep. Background. Background projects. So we just completed one. It was a ramp. It was, it was a, that was it. It was a ramp. I don't even know if you know about this project. Nope. They uh, they wanted to make their this client down in Aurora wanted to make bring their building up to. It's actually an injury rehab place, so like they should they should have it. I'm sure they had complaints. So um. We did not charge them a lot of money. Two thousand dollars what we charged them to do to do the ramp. And um, I, I looked over all the you know, we did detailed reinforcing and all this other stuff and um, me and Ross were working on it and we finished it today and I did the the beautiful thing about it is it was it had a profit of twenty five percent on top of we already met all of our hourly rates. Yep. So really it was more profitable than that if you think about it like yep. And I wanted to I just want to re I reassured Ross. Today, I called him. We had a phone call, and I go, just want you to know, like that that kind of project was profitable. Great job. He knocked it out. I hope you learned some stuff. The subtlety of design was like thinking about how the railings work mm-hmm. with the ramp. What is the best way to produce like railings that are going to last the elements outside in Colorado? It's hot. Yep. It's cold. It's all over the place. Worthwhile. And yeah. then, the, then the long play with that, with these any of these kind of background projects is... That <clears throat> I think if you do if you do a good job on something as small as that, even if it's like retrofitting bathrooms for somebody, what if that company then it, they don't get sued because now they have ADA compliant bathrooms? They don't have they have ADA compliant ramp, and they become successful. Five years down the road, they're like, we are so successful, we just bought a piece of land, we want to build a new building. It's a long play with these with right. these with this stuff, and I just want people to understand that like you you got to eat at the end of the day. But there's also like valuable code lessons from that exercise. The you should see the 3D drawings we did of the foundations for this ramp. Yeah. It's awesome. But also know that background projects for you, and mainly probably have to deal with aesthetics because that's it would be in the foreground if it was you know if it wasn't for that. Background projects for everyone else aren't background projects to them. They are where they live. Boom. They are walking. That's up a to, great point. Yep. Yep. They're walking up to rehab their hip. They are their school, their community. So just keep that in mind too. Yeah. I think we're going to skip Fugly Friday because I got some work to do after this. Um, Let's go straight to ARE Jeopardy. Let's get the guys and the gal. How long should you cut AstroTurf? (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's an inside joke. That's for everyone here. Question number one. What is the proper depth for a new water line to be buried below ground in Colorado? A, three feet. B, four feet. C, five feet. D, six feet. New water line buried in Colorado. Three feet, four feet, five feet, six feet. Ten feet. Don't say that. We have five, four, four, five, and four. The correct answer is four with B. There we go. What is the question number two? What is the minimum minimum lateral distance 
that a sewer line must be away from a water line. Sewer line from a water line. A, 8 feet. B, 10 feet. C, 15 feet. D, 20 feet. One is tasty. One is not. Yep. 8 feet for A. B, 10 feet. C, 15 feet. D, 20 feet. 20 whole feet. We have B, 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 and B, which is 10 feet, which is correct. Great job. Look at, look at all yeah, answering right. All right. Number three, what is the minimum lateral distance that a gas line must be away from a water line? A, two feet. B, five feet. C, 10 feet. D, there is no minimum. Yeah, we're tricking you. Tricking y'all. Or maybe we're not. Tricking you. got to be a minimum, huh? I don't know. Where are we at? Uh, D, 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 B. Correct answer is B. D. Yep. He has B. Oh, B. Whatever. Yeah, there's no minimum. There's no minimum. You can even share the same whole, uh, sleeve. Yep. Found that out today. Number four, what is the minimum depth to bury an electrical line? A, two feet. B, three feet. C, four feet. D, five feet. What's hilarious is some people were digging for electrical lines months ago. Yes, they were. Uh, two feet. A, so A, two feet. B, three feet. C, four feet. D, five feet. Mark knows. Mark was just digging in an electrical line. So A, B, A, D. Here's a C, 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 and C. The correct answer is A, two feet. Two feet. So do we have a winner? We got three, two, two, and three. So we need a tiebreaker. Okay, I got the tiebreaker. Okay. First one to answer. First one to answer. So just write it down here. I'll look. I'll be the judge. Uh, number five, so, or the tiebreaker. What is the minimum rating required for a fire door in a two-hour rated wall? Oh, yeah. yeah I That's why Gresh put his down again. Because exactly. he went 90 and then... Minute. Minute. So, because he had the same thing, and because... I would say you both get a win today. All right. Look at that. How <laughs> Re- yeah, how millennial. <laughs> you said how millennial of me. Yes. Millenni- so as, they as a millennial out, firm, there you go. Uh, and as you head out, I know you don't want to leave us for long, so you can go to RevitRocketship.com where you can learn Revit, get our template, and be uh, a super awesome person. So go do that if you want to learn Revit. Keep all the fan mail coming. We love it. All the questions, they're fantastic. Uh, They're good content filler because sometimes we don't have too much to talk about. So we'll see you next week.